Midterm Mayhem. Midterm Mayhem. All right, every day, right around this time, we bring you Midterm Mayhem. Mayhem. It's the madness, the mayhem. Mayhem. That is the 2022 midterm election every day right here at 4.05. And you wonder my throat's like that. I have to do that stuff all day for all these Halloween commercials. Good. You sound good, man. I like that. Mayhem. Oh, that's just getting me excited. It's fantastic. Isn't it great? Yeah. Sometimes you sit there and go, yeah, yeah. I know you got your voice by drinking 12 you know, bottles of scotch and 16 <laughs> packs of cigarettes you smoked today, but sometimes it's awesome. Midterm mayhem. Let's get into it. Let's talk about two Arizona candidates, okay? Blake Masters running for Senate against Mark Kelly, and we've got uh, Abe Hamaday. Hamaday! He is... Uh, the tri- sausage king of... <laughs> Where <laughs> does he live? I joked the other day that, uh, you know, I called him Abe Froman. Uh, it's a little easier. Do but, you want to tell everybody how sad it was when you were asking everybody out here who Abe Froman was? We have a young, you have some young young people out there that didn't know, and it <laughs> made me feel bad. But he's trying to become the attorney general. So, listen, I don't really know what the poll numbers are. I know Blake Masters is down, but it's right so now. close. And I don't start looking at those things until mid September. Nobody's doing anything. It's everybody's on their mini vacation right now, ramping up. I don't know what you know, Abe. I don't know what his poll numbers are anyway. So they're both changing their stances, okay? They're both doing something different now. Like, I look at these two, okay? And, you know, I think it's fair to say, you're a voter here in in Arizona. Do you know a ton about Blake Masters? Do you know a lot about Abe? I don't think so. Well, Blake, here's the funny thing. The stuff you can find out about Blake is out there. I mean, he is... Long before this, he was a fairly well-known author. I mean, his he's basically heads up a bunch of Peter Thiel, who's a billionaire's, uh, you know, uh, divisions and a bunch of his other stuff. I but guess my point is the, these, these are not household names. The political side of it right. is like everything. I don't know anything about that. All right. So Blake Masters, let's start with him. So does he want to win? Yes. Uh, is that why he has basically softened his tone and scrubbed his website's policy page of tough abortion reactions? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. So, you know, you've got to look at it. All right. How did Blake Masters win? He went far right. He went all MAGA Trump. He he got the low-hanging fruit that he know was going to come out and he had the opportunity. He knew he was going to get Trump endorsement okay. because Peter Thiel is very close with Trump. Okay, but I got to tell you, when we were talking about like, you know, who could come out from the Republicans, it wasn't Blake Masters. No, we were thinking it was going to be Bernovich. Yeah, he gave up though. He did. To this I understand. Day, that. I would love to sit down with him and go. What did you do? Yeah. Like, when did you say, I'm really not into this? But I think, like, if you're out there and it's not like you're, you know, you're 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 reading every political, you know, uh, opinion piece on the Internet. You don't really know a lot about Blake Masters. No. Okay, so Blake Masters came out and he was very set on what he felt about abortion. Nothing. There's no abortion. That's what he thought. No abortion. Personhood. Remember that? I don't. Personhood was something he had on his website that he just scrubbed as well, which is a constitutional change, basically saying that the minute that you become pregnant, that child is completely protected. It is a person and recognized as such. Okay. What was on his website was this, and I quote, I am 100% pro-life. That's gone. That's gone. Okay. 
So are you not? See, like, I don't know you now. Like, I thought you were 100% pro-life. If you remove that from your website, you do it for a reason. It didn't erase itself. Yeah. You're doing it for a reason. You're doing it to soften your stance. You're doing it to get votes. You're, You're coming trying to, the to win. Okay. We always say that, you know, some of these far-right candidates should come to the middle. But why should this I believe them? I don't know why should I should believe them. It's a, it's a tough... Again... Who's the real like? Okay, who's the real one? Who's the real Blake Masters? You know, right. it's like what was that show where the where the real so and so step forward? It was like the, you know, this is your life or whatever it is. I I don't know who's the real one because also they've got you know he's gone and given a lot of speeches where they've taken stuff mm-hmm. and he's juxtaposed many of his, his positions that were on the site. Right. And I told you two weeks ago that Michelle, uh, I think her name is uh, uh, Yasindra or whatever in Texas. Ran as further left than uh, what's what's her name? Uh, 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 AOC? AOC. The day she won, she scrubbed her site. All the stuff was gone, and she came out and she said, "I'm sorry, I had to do that, but I had to get through this so I can." She was honest about it. Yeah. All right, you're listening to Midterm Mayhem Man. every day at 4.05, the madness, the mayhem that is the 2022 midterm election. We're talking about Blake Masters running for Senate, and I guess you can answer, ask the question, who is the real Blake Masters? Because a few weeks ago, 100% pro-life. Now that has been scrubbed from his website. You brought up, uh, it was the Texas, you said? Yep. You brought the example with Texas. Apparently, this is a thing. Mm-hmm. You it- put all the stuff up. You're either far left or far right. In the Texas case, it was far left, right? Yeah, super far okay. left. Super far left. And you put all the stuff that the far fringes want to hear yeah. on your website, and then you change the whole thing. Yeah. So why should I believe anything Blake Masters says? Yeah. It's like, who's the real Carrie Lake? I don't think any of us really know that the answer to that question. Yeah, yeah. because, and, and that's going to be the biggest question. Is she going to do it? Like in the old days, right? You know, the olden days, if you will. See, they're even talking about it on MSNBC right now. In the old days... He backtracks on abortion, yep. scrubs his campaign website. You would go and appeal to the ravenous part of your base. Right. And they knew that was part of the deal. And then you would gravitate towards the center because you knew, hey, uh, I, I got to get at least 25, 30 more percent of people. And some of those are going to be from the other side. So I've got to expand my tent. And you take back some of the harsh words, and both sides did it. But for the last several years, really nobody ever really moved. But you can't do that now. Yeah. No, we don't, I don't, we think don't you allow can. that. But it's... Do you think Trump is going to let Carrie Lake not talk about 2020 and still get behind her? Because here's the thing. The one thing about Trump is, if you get his endorsement, it does matter. If you're it's, a the only, it's the only endorsement that has ever mattered, honestly. And if he wants to crush you based on the things that are going on, he will. He will, and that includes rescinding his endorsement. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. He hasn't rescinded any endorsement. I think he's done uh, one of them. He switched sides because she. Okay. Yeah, yeah. but the, uh, at the end of the day, though, is is he going to allow that? Because the big thing I think people are looking at is, is, is she going to try to do this? Is she going to become softened? Is she going to try to really win the hearts and minds of regular Republicans? No, I don't And think will so. that work? Oh, or- and by the way, I saw, no, Carrie Lake will not do that, at least in my opinion. Blake Masters ran an ad the other day, and it says independent. <sighs> Listen, See, I'm an independent. I know the guy's not independent. Or he may be, and He's he just not. picked the, 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 the quickest, easiest lane well, he thought he could get in. Right. Well, it's like Katie Hobbs. If she came out and said, hey, I'm totally independent. I look at her and go, no, you're not. Yeah. All right. That is midterm mayhem every day at 4.05.
Time now for five spots. Five spots. All right. We need five of you to call 602-277-KTAR. Is this where you hate your kid? No. This is where you have a kid who doesn't always behave in school. You know, maybe it's a real problem, child. Um, you know, maybe, you know, your kid slacks off. You know, the kid is, not, you know, in school, not not behaving right. Call us if you've got a child doesn't behave well in school. 602-277-5827 on five spot. We're going to ask you a very, very interesting question about your child coming up on the Gatos and Chad show. Yeah, this is where we put you on the spot about a news story everybody's talking about. We've asked you to call if you've got a problem, child. Kid doesn't, you know, behave in school. Not like brandishing a gun. No. You know, no. more like, hey, he's got some... Uh... So the reason we're asking this, yeah. there's a story out of Missouri. Uh, there's a district out there, they're reviving paddling to discipline students. And by the way, that is legal in Arizona. So we're asking you... Would you opt in if your kid's school offered corporal punishment? And I'm just guessing maybe the only parent that would do that is if their kid wasn't disciplined and acting, you know, the way they should at school. Yeah. So let's put this to the test. Is there a parent out there would say, yeah, go ahead and paddle my kid? All right. Let's go with Eric and Gilbert. What would you do if they offered that in school? I would actually decline it, despite my tendency to make sure that my kid's held accountable. Any physical intervention or discipline I see necessary needs to come from me. Yeah. Yeah. What is yeah. your kid? What's what's up with your kid in school? What does he do that, that drives you crazy? Uh, behavioral issues, uh, needing to be redirected by teachers when we've had multiple conversations. And vaping, got caught vaping. Yeah. And so I took care of that discipline at home. They did the school implemented discipline. Okay. And we did it across the board. My biggest concern is seeing somebody who may be frustrated implementing physical discipline. That's where you're going to run into a lot of problems. Absolutely. Have good call. Absolutely. Appreciate that, man. Thanks so much. Uh, Will and Chandler, what would you do if, they, if there was an opt-in? Absolutely opt in. You would? Absolutely. Okay, why? Because, uh, I mean, just look around. Obviously, the parents are not doing a good job these days, and, you know, that's why kids are acting out. I was raised on the paddle and uh, never had an issue with the law. All right. There you go. Right on, my man. Appreciate that. Uh, Katrina in Gilbert, uh, what would you do? Hello, Katrina. Yeah, go ahead. How are you guys? We're good, good. Um, I've got to go with Eric. I have a problem child. Um, He's in junior high now, and we're still having struggles. Um, He has some diagnoses, and so I just know that that form of action will not change his behavior. Okay, so it would only make him worse. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I just couldn't, and I'm not. I'm not not holding my child accountable. There's just a different way I have to do it. All right. Appreciate your call. All right. So this is a five spot. We put five of you on the spot about a news story everybody's talking about. Corporal punishment is coming back uh, in a Missouri school district. And you must opt in. So we're asking you to call. You have a problem, child. Would you opt in? All right. Anthony in Queen Creek, would you opt in? Uh, Yeah. Like the caller that said yes, I would. 
All right, why? What's the deal? Um, well, yeah, I, I was raised in the 70s by the wooden spoon. I went to Catholic school, and if I got out of line in school, the nuns would do their thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, it's good right for on. you. It's yeah. good for the yeah, kid. You know, got exactly. It. Again, it can't be physical violence, a SWAT. Line. We're talking, there's a difference between smacking a kid. And beating and, a child. And, yeah, beating a child. All right, Sean, uh, the fifth caller in five spot today. Would you opt in, yes or no? No. Uh, I think it's the parent's responsibility to discipline the child. I come from old school. I mean, I had teachers that would pull you out of a chair by your ear. Oh. They had the wooden paddle behind the desk. I remember all that, but I've always found that, in my own case, I think I have a better understanding of the kids. They're my kids. Yeah. And uh, if I need to incorporate corporal punishment, then I would. So you guys asked if he was a troubled child. Uh, when he was younger, he would ride with me in the car, and we would listen to the Almond Brothers. We would listen to all this old rock and roll, and he really liked Steve Miller. So we got a call. My wife and I got a call that we needed to go meet with his preschool teacher because there was a problem. So we went down, we got there, and she said, I don't know if you're aware, but he's singing songs that may not be appropriate. Huh. And I said, what's the song? She goes, well, it's not a complete song. He just keeps doing the verse. And I said, well, what is it? He said, she said that uh, he keeps singing that he's a, a joker, a smoker, and a midnight coker. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love it. I love it, nice. Sean. So Thanks, he's already man. raised right. We're good there, awesome. man. Appreciate the call. All right. Uh, let's see. Corporal punishment. Would you opt your, chi- your problem child in? Three no's, two yeses. That is five spot. Up next, Ducey's new border wall. It's uneven and ugly, but is Yuma safer now? Next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. Uh, I think at this time yesterday, if I remember correctly, we were talking to the uh, mayor of Yuma, Doug Nichols. That's right. Because uh, Governor Ducey. an engineer. He's finished, Governor Ducey finished the wall with the shipping containers, okay? That we overpaid for. That uh, <laughs> we did overpay for. Uh, and, and so, uh, okay. We got to ask the question. It's not a good move. Okay. Is it a good move? Is Yuma safer? Well, the mayor said. Look at the aesthetics. The question should be does it work? Yeah. Does it work? Well, you know, last night um, there was somebody on the top of the wall, the new wall. And so I don't know. Like, it's not 100% proof. People are going yeah. to get over the wall, right? Nothing is. They're, even thinking, they're also going to get a... So what you... Let me just explain. What you have at the border is the big brown metal wall, whatever, steel wall. Yeah. Okay. That's been there for a while. Then yes. there are all these gaps. And Biden's not going to do anything about it. No. So what Ducey said was, I'm going to overpay for shipping containers. Yes. And we're going to put one on top of another. Okay. That's what he did. They finished the gaps. So a little barbed wire in there, too. Put a little Sprinkle barbed wire. Put a little barbed wire in it. So the mayor of Yuma said, yeah, listen, I don't know if many people are going to be getting over that wall. Last night? When we parked and we were getting ready for a live shot, Border Patrol actually drove up and they asked us if we had seen somebody uh, over the container. I said, no, what are you talking about? And he said, we got a report that there was a, a man uh, climbing the container. And so we drove a little down this way. These Climbed the container. So he wandered up the container. Yes. Why these containers that you're looking at, there was a teenage boy sitting on top. He looked a little little scared, a little frightened. So a little kid climbed over. Do you want to say it's not the wall? It's the shipping container. So here's the thing. He might have had a 
like a ladder on one side, uh-huh. climbed up it a little bit, and yeah. then was able to pull himself up the rest of the way. And right. then he gets up there and realizes, I'm not getting down to the ladder because it might be a few, several feet drop, and I'm the other side is America, and that drops. Well, how, how tall are they? No, no, you're wrong. No. no. I'll tell you why. He ended up climbing down the other side of it. Oh, he did. All right, so I want you to think about it. He's in Mexico. He climbs the shipping containers. As you do. He, he sees the, the, the wiring, right? Okay. He got over the wire somehow, and then he's sitting on the top of the container. They go over and tell him to come down. He came down. He came down pretty easy. Border Patrol came over here. They parked beneath the container, and they were guiding this uh, boy to come down, and he actually did come down in between the crevice of the two containers. The crevice. There's a crevice in between uh, the you containers. Don't be between the crevice. No, that's where you climb down in between the crevice of the containers. I thought they were smack right up against each other. I don't think they're they're completely smashed into each they're other. They're not smashed. So uh, a very skinny person or, or a young child can they walk through the wall through the crevice? Maybe. Maybe. Well, I don't know if they can. <laughs> they may be able to get down partially. I don't know if they can go all the way through. But no. obviously, he was able to get in. He was able to get in. I don't know about this thing. You know what my problem is with the wall? Oh. I brought it up with uh, Doug Nichols uh, yesterday, the mayor of Yuma. The brown wall that, that was already there, it, it goes up, and then you've got two shipping containers. But it doesn't, it doesn't go all the way up to where the brown w- wall fence thing goes up. I think the feng shui is all off. Are you concerned about that? I'm not concerned about the feng shui. And, <laughs> you know, a patchwork of containers as they are okay. uh, from a color perspective, but they're oh. pretty effective. Is it going to keep Yuma safer, in your opinion? I believe it, it does. When I was there today uh, with Tim Romer from the governor's office, and mm-hmm. uh, we we were there at the Morales Dam crossing. People were crossing as usual, but as soon as they got to the wall, obviously they couldn't proceed, and they ended up um, having to, to wait in that area for Border Patrol to arrive in order to process them. So it, it made it a, a situation where uh, people are, uh, I guess, congregating in a single area, so Border Patrol can then um, address them more effectively, but it also discourages people who, you know, cartel members or traffickers that want to uh, have an easy access to our country and not wait for Border Patrol. It, it makes that a lot more difficult. So, yes, it makes our community safer. All right. The mayor of Yuma yesterday. And then a kid climbed up the wall on the other side and climbed right, climbed right over. <laughs> That's but one, though. Well, I want to see what one. it's like in a month. If he says, look, you know, because what he said yesterday, between 20 and 25,000 people a month come through there. Right. That's the people that have surrendered. Right. So if he says, hey, it's only 12,000, 15, I think you kind of have to take, and it's a couple months of that, you might have to say, well, this has been somewhat successful. Let's hope it's successful. That's all we can hope for, that it is successful. But is it going to be? I don't know. I don't know. I don't Time know. will tell. Plus, it's very ugly. It's an ugly Trump is, would have built a much better, it'd have been more, beautiful. a beautiful wall. It would have been beautiful. It he knows how to build. It would have been the biggest wall ever. Bit fantastic. I asked G, how big's your wall? He told me, I'm going to go, we're going to go four feet bigger. We're also trying to figure out what do we call this wall in Yuma? Should we call it the Great Wall of Yuma, the Great Wall of Ducey? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. All right. Coming up next. Hey, why are Valley residents renting cats? Well, what's the deal? What are you people doing out there? Why are you renting a cat? What could you possibly do that for? Talk about it next, the Gatos Chat Show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. 
Well, apparently that dirtbag, um, Derek Chauvin, is now in Arizona. That's so right. he killed George Floyd in 2020. So he was moved and he's going to be in an Arizona prison. That's great. Boy, oh boy. I always wonder why they moved him from one place to the other. I mean, if he's out there, you know, why Why this one? It's uh, uh, I hope that what's the prison that we talked about the other day? That doesn't have anybody working there. Oh, Lewis Prison? Lewis Prison. I, I hope, hope it's not Lewis. Where are they putting him? Where would they put him, Pablo? He's going to a federal prison, not a state prison. Yeah, what's, what's our federal prison? Uh, I'm not too sure. There's about four of them out here. Yeah, because you got to do something wrong. Federal Correctional. Well, back in the day, they used to call it Club Med. Yeah. <laughs> uh, federal Correctional Institution in Tucson, Arizona is where he's going to go. So. I hope people work there. So he's going to serve a 22-year. Yeah, they work there. You want to know why? It's the feds. Yeah, 22-year sentence. Uh, good. I hope he rots. Again, I'm a big fan of police officers. Not one cop that thinks what Derek Chauvin did was right. He was disgusting. Yep. Uh, killed a man. And uh, and now uh, that man will uh, will reside here in uh, in Tucson. That's the punishment. It's really, it's in Tucson. It's that's, in Tucson. That's the deal. And it's going to be a... Uh uh, 20 years, and they moved them around because they put them in federal prisons. Not every state has. No, I don't care. I hope he's federal miserable. Prison. And the other side, too, is I think they yeah. make it tough for him. Good. Good. Um, Dennis Rodman is not, speaking of jail. Oh, man. Dennis Rodman is not going to go to uh, Russia and get Brittany Griner out. He wormed out. He did. <laughs> uh, but I think it's interesting. Did you know that uh, he knows Putin? This guy, how does this yeah. guy do that? Well, he's hanging out with the, Kim. Kim Jong-un. Kim's like, oh, we should totally get my buddy Pooter on the phone. This guy's crazy. He kills Which people Which one is time. crazy? Rodman? No. no Kim no. Jong-un? Putin? Yes. Crazy yeah, fun, right. though. That's it. Right. That is a buddy movie waiting to happen. It is. So Dennis Rodman. State Department has a warning on Russia not to go there. It is at level four. Dennis Rodman does have form on this, though, with this kind of private diplomacy. He's been to North Korea before to speak with Kim Jong-un, and he says he knows Vladimir Putin. He's been to Russia, and he knows the Russian leader. <laughs> he knows the Russian leader. Yeah, and he's going to show up there unannounced and say, listen, Vlad, eh, we go way back. Can I get Brittany Griner out? Sure. No. I think the White House is happy about this. I think a lot of people are probably uh, uh, happy that he's not going. Here's the weird thing. Uh-huh. He's the worm. and he's, yeah. He could worm his way in. It, it's not Steven Seagal in it, but he could worm his way in. He into could something. get her out. You never know. Yeah. He's yeah. crazy. Wise man. His exact quote was, I'm going to go and help that girl. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Is that really what he said? That's what he said a couple of days ago. Wouldn't it be hilarious ago. if he got off the plane and he's, uh, that's not the girl I was supposed to get? Yeah, right? <laughs> Or if he got off the plane and they planted something on him, or you know, just in his regular bag, he's got a bunch. He's got he's got a bunch of drugs that they throw in in prison too. Well, he's not going to be there. That's good. Uh, that's the smart. Do you see that uh, Putin is calling up another hundred thirty thousand soldiers? You know what nobody talks about anymore? The war. The war. Yeah. Not anybody. And here's the scary thing. This here's what we should be paying attention. The Zatsparitsa nuclear plant apparently has a skeleton crew and get ready for this. They're working at gunpoint and they had to go on the loudspeaker the other day and scream, "Stop shooting at the nuclear reactors." I, I thought that they clo- that they shut it off. No, they're shut still it down. No, because that's the nuclear power. It goes out for a lot of of Europe, parts of Europe. Oh my gosh. 
So they've they've I think there's they've six maybe seven of the reactors. I think two are still operating. But Is shutting that, them down or not, they could still blow the thing up no, and cause a disaster. Yeah. I'm not going to be surprised if that happens. So do you think Putin will want to do that? No, because I think he would like to, except for the fact that it's in his neighborhood and a shifting of the winds could cause a absolute catastrophe for his people. I just still wonder how this whole thing is going to end. Because it started earlier this year. Six months yesterday. And it it doesn't feel like six months. It feels like It feels like six years. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, how long can the Ukrainians continue to fight? Well, every day is a win, but how long can they continue to fight? Yeah. I think the reality is, is he's calling up people. That's not a good look. No. The, and the question is, how long does he have before some of them start to turn? You know, that girl that was killed the other day, mm-hmm. uh, the daughter of one of his, the person that, Close they, to Putin. that they call him the brain. He is a big nationalist, and they call him Putin's brain. Well, apparently, he's been very vocal about Putin screwing this thing up. And a lot of people are saying, yeah, the reason they're not getting really angry is because the Pooter probably blew it up trying to blow him up. That sounds about right. Oh, Pooter. Oh, man. All right. Coming up next, Peter Seymour. He is in for Becky Lynn. He's not going to say more. He's going to say more. He's got the 5 o'clock KTAR News Expansion. Get you caught up to uh, with everything uh, that you need to know about the news of the day. And then when we come back, we'll talk a little bit of border. We'll talk about should Arizona bring back spankings? What? In school or just in general? In school. Oh, okay. Well, you're the one that didn't oh. preface that. <laughs> it's a Gatos and Chad show.